Dumbassery. It's time for one of my favorite segments, The Whores of OnlyFans, where we dissect the comings and goings of the different whores in the OnlyFans universe. We got a wild one this week. Straight from the New York Post, OnlyFans star Courtney Clenny raked in $3 million from site before killing boyfriend. It's by Salem Algar. The Florida OnlyFans star, accused of killing her boyfriend in April, earned more than $3 million from the sex-soaked adult site since 2020. In a filing against a bail package, the Miami State Attorney's Office said that Cleany cleared a staggering $1.8 million from the adult site in 2021. Clenny, 26, wired her father $1.184 million after she fatally stabbed cryptocurrency trader Christian Ubemansley, arguing that she made the transaction to hide her assets as the investigation advanced. <laughs> Appearing bloated and haggard in a red prison suit in court Tuesday, Clenny sobbed as prosecutors played the 911 call she made as Obumsully, 27, lay dying. And if you look at this picture of her, right, she really does look absolutely fatal, like just ugly. <laughs> like she looks like a fat southern mob. And it's incredible that a year ago she was an OnlyFans star. Like, if you look at a picture of her in her, quote, prime, I mentioned this last week, it's unbelievable what a knowledge of makeup can do for a woman. It's literally a cheat code. This woman paraded herself around as an eight to nine. She gained 10 pounds and took off the makeup, and now she looks like Rosie O'Donnell. OnlyFans girls are OnlyFans girls because they're not well-adjusted people. That's a fact. Whether they're family was fucked up, or they realized that they had no other marketable skills other than what they naturally have on their body. Whatever the case may be, these women are not well adjusted. So I would contend that they probably have a higher risk of murdering their significant other than the general population, especially when you mix in all this convoluted sex shit. Prosecutors claim that Clenny was the primary aggressor in the toxic relationship. However, the defense attorney has asserted that Clenny was being attacked the night of the slaying, and that additional evidence will demonstrate a bombsily's own aggression. Dumbassery. How do you get to the point where you will stab another human being? I mean, psychologists and psychiatrists will say that anybody can be pushed to a limit. And in a survival situation, you'd be surprised at what you might do. You know, if you get into a situation where you're really cornered and shit's really left for death, you might kill a motherfucker, right? And I guess I can understand that, but it would appear that she was an abuser to the point of murder. The prosecutor said, I learned that Christian was always the one trying to calm the situation down. Based on the messages and everything else, he was always the one getting hurt, and the defendant is the one unable to control herself and hurt him. She got nice tits, though. You know, having nice tits will get you out of a lot of shit, man. Having a beautiful ass will get you out of so much in this world, but murder is not one of them. TMZ reports that Clanny, the OnlyFans model accused of murdering her boyfriend, was caught soaked in blood almost head to toe in newly released photos taken moments after the arrest. And uh, I'm looking at the photo right now. It's hard to get a look, but yeah, obviously she, uh, she got man's blood all over her. See, but this is the craziness. Like, if you look at a photo of her from a couple of years ago, I mean, hell... I try to remain as impartial as possible. Even I would be inclined to say, there's no way this girl could ever do anything. She looks so innocent and sweet. But inside that sweet, innocent ass, right? Far inside that juicy pussy 
is a conniving murderous monster that leapt out for one night, and now it would appear that it will cost her the rest of her life. All that said, I'm going to try to find her news real quick. Let me turn on the VPN for this. This might get dicey. Look, there, there's something darkly humorous about looking at the nudes of a murderer, the porn videos of a murderer. Like, I'm not saying that it's right, but there's something fascinating about it, <laughs> I think. For example, when you watch a porn, right, guaranteed you've busted a nut to somebody that's in the ground right now, and you don't even know it. And that's freaky to me, you know. Oh, I think I found a gallery of some of her photos. This is her sucking a dildo. Okay, this is a photo of her... <laughs> Spread eagle. I mean, you know, the more I look at these photos, the more I think, actually, you know what, this makes sense. I mean, look, if you're spreading your ass on the internet, are you all there? Really? Look, let's cut the bullshit with this sex positivity stuff. Let's just cut the bullshit for a second. If you're a person in your mid-twenties, seemingly with a lot going for you, are you right in the head if you take your two hands and you take your two ass cheeks and you pull it apart until your anus is exposed, and you take a fucking snapshot of that, and throw it up for every Tom, Dick, and Jerkoff to oogle at. I don't think you're right in the head if you do something like that. I don't know. It lacks a certain rationality, is what I'm saying, that that could be a sign that you might do other odd things. I'm not saying that every porno girl is going to be a murderer. But what I am saying is that there's a history of irrationality there if you do become a murderer. That kind of makes sense. Dumbassery. Okay, this is, appears to be a poolside photo shoot. Where she's next to a giant rubber duck. That's just odd. I mean, who's jerking off to that? No, listen, she had a killer body. Yeah. And to think, literally, like, she could have just done this for a couple of more years, raked in another couple of mil, and she would have been set for life. Everybody talks about relationships and boyfriends and girlfriends, husbands, wives, marriage. People talk themselves in circles about it, and they get in these crazy positions, and they let themselves get so worked up, like... I know in my heart that the shit cannot be this hard. Shit is simpler than we're all making it. If it's not working out with somebody, leave them. If you're fighting with somebody, stop fighting with them and go away. If you like somebody, ask them out. Like, it's not this rocket science that we seem to all make it. That was me on my soapbox. All I'm saying, we all just simplify, man. Simplify, you know? God damn, she's got some nice titties. I'm, but, like, I would never... I couldn't masturbate to her. Not to a, a, a murderer. I mean, there's a limit, pal. There's a limit. Actually, the limit is whatever the OnlyFans price is. I'm not paying for any OnlyFans ever. Ever. Murderer or no. Oh, shit, you know what? Uh, I just found a full sex tape. And... Okay, so the guy that she killed was black. And the guy she's fucking is black. And... Is this the guy that she killed? Bro, <laughs> fucking her? God, this is some... Rough ass fucking. Jesus Christ. I've said this before, bro. I'm so amazed at people that are able to do that. Gay guys, straight women, whatever. Able to take seven, eight inches. It's such an incredible feat to me. Like, that's such... It's so, it's so unfathomable to me. That area is so sensitive and... <laughs> Mind-blowing. Seriously, huge respect to, to all the women that take it in the ass. Huge respect to the guys that take it in the ass. I could never do it, ever. I mean, listen, I'm not gay, but even if I was, it's gotta be painful. And I understand there's that, like, pain-pleasure balance, bro, but I don't know. I can't imagine. The other thing I'm fascinated by is the reality that she made a million bucks. 
Look, maybe I'm just a prude or something. I know that's hard to believe considering I'm commenting on a murderous porn video right now. But I, I could just never imagine dropping my hard-earned bucks on, on, a, on a, a monthly subscription to some random woman. I respect money too much. It's too hard to acquire and obtain to throw it away frivolously on uh, titties. Is it that people want like a special connection? Is it that people want want some sort of relationship, even if it's manufactured with a real person? Perhaps, perhaps. But uh, with the with the price of a Big Mac meal being ten dollars, I'm not about to throw up my Big Mac money on a whore. I appear to be in the minority with this because because these chicks, man, they uh they make it happen, Gavin. Dumbassery. Seals and Crofts. Been really into sad music recently. Into sad music. Spend my day just running around. Yeah. Looking for some solid ground. Too many people everywhere. They don't know. They don't care. Seals and Crofts, man. You know, one of the things I liked about Seals and Crofts is, I mean, I feel like this is missing a little bit from music today, is they weren't bullshitting with all of their bullshit, if you know what I mean. Like, they were really about it. Like, they really converted religions. When they put on those glasses and tie-dye shirts, man, they could back it up. Yeah. They meant what they said, at least. I read this, that they did a, an abortion, an anti-abortion song. I've never heard it, but I don't know. It, it sounds interesting. Yes, it's called... <laughs> Unborn Child, which is slightly on the nose, but all right, let's take a quick listen. Oh, little baby, you'll never cry, nor will you hear a sweet lullaby. It's got a great musical bed. It sounds great. I'm enjoying it, but it's maybe a little lost on this song. Thinking to use this somewhere else would be good. Oh, unborn child, if you only knew just what your mama was planning to do. You're still a clinging to the tree of life. But soon you'll be cut off before you get by. I mean, I don't know, man. They... <laughs> if nothing else, they're good writers. I mean, it evokes something. <laughs> In me, it evokes laughter. <laughs> Why are they so against abortion, though? The 70s free love? I mean, you think they would have paid for a couple of them. <laughs> Probably, right? Let's take a look at these lyrics. 
Oh, unborn child beginning to grow inside your mama, but you'll never know. Oh, tiny bond that grows <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this line. Inside your mama, but you'll never know. Oh, tiny bud that grows in the room, only to be crushed before you can bloom. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's heavy, man. I'm pretty sure this is what got them eventually kicked off their label, because it wasn't very popular. But <laughs> who would have thunk? I mean, honestly, I feel like the Sales and Cross audience are just looking to chill, not be, not be lectured to about abortion. Mama, stop. Turn around. Go back. Think it over. I said, stop, turn around, go back, think it over. I can just imagine them, like, in the writer's room, writing this up, like, man, there's going to be a mother out there somewhere that's going to be walking to the abortion clinic, and they're going to hear this song in their head, and they're going to go back, and and that child is going to become Einstein. But, no. That's always, like, the idealistic artist. They're always like, man, my art's going to do something. It never does. Art doesn't do anything for anybody. It's better that we realize that now. Dumbassery. Yeah, I'm in favor of abortion, but only for the poor ones. No, it, it really is, like, the ultimate debate question, bro. Abortion. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I Let me see if, if this actually fucked with them. This, this abortion song. Yes, the controversial Unborn Child followed in 74, written shortly after Roe v. Wade, created a huge dilemma for radio stations. Some stations banned it, while others added it to rotation. I mean, here's the thing. It's technically and musically, it's a good song. Like, forget the content. Like, the bed is tight. <laughs> You know, the, the vocals are good, you know, it's a good song, if you just don't listen to it too hard, if you're against it, you know. Um, the album still went gold despite the controversy. I will say, whether you're for abortion or against abortion, it takes balls to, to do that, because you're going to get a, that backlash, and it, it can fuck with your career, for sure. To take a hard stance on an issue like that, that is perhaps the more conservative opinion. You know, no matter how you feel about it, it is ballsy. It is interesting, man, how, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We're 50 years on from this song, which is crazy. 50 years on from Unborn Child by Seals and Crofts. And literally, I mean, you know, it's it, it's just cyclical. It's all cyclical. In another 50 years, it'll be legal again. And then... You know, in another 50 years, it'll be illegal. And then uh, the world will end because of robots or something. But this is how society is, man. It's, it's, it all is ever-changing, and it just depends on where you are in the timeline, whether, whether what you're for is in or what you're for is out, you know? I mean, if you were uh, an 18-year-old woman in 1974 when Roe v. Wade was codified, then you got to live your entire adulthood, you know, your pregnancy years with the option to have an abortion in this country, you know, nationwide. But that's changed now if you're an 18-year-old today. The ebbs and flows of society. But I think people tend to have, like, a, a very catastrophic view of it. Like, it, it all comes around and goes back again. You know, like, nothing is forever. That's that's the one thing that's for sure is that nothing is, is forever. You know. Dumbassery. Yeah, my music taste has been uh, uh, sad recently. This is my most recent Spotify-liked songs. <laughs> oh. God. Yes, uh, this is my most recent Spotify-liked songs. Million Dollar Horse by Seals and Crofts. Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. What's in a Kiss by Gilbert O'Sullivan. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Lonely People by America. I Saved the World Today by Euromythics. Eurythmics? Eurythmics. Rhythmics. Is it Rhythmics? Eurythmics. 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 
Time is on our side by Irma Thomas. Yeah. I won't sing again. I won't sing again. What's in a kiss? Have you ever wondered just what it is? More perhaps than just a moment of bliss. Tell me what's in a kiss. Dumbassery. Oh, God, dude, I haven't jerked off in like a week. It's been, it's been a busy few days. You know, I'll be fine. I've been in a situation where I've been slightly hit on by this woman in her mid-30s. In a way, I want to go for it, but in every other way, I'm like, you were a kid in the 80s? That's weird, man. I don't feel I'm at the point where I have to go 10-plus years above my station. I mean, some people are really into that, but I don't know. She's nice-looking, but she's like 35. But then again, like, somebody that much older than you i mean they can probably they're probably very good at it tear my tiny dick off you know yep 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 somebody asked me a listener he said why are you getting so upset about cheers well this is a comedy show that i'm doing here but i will say that i really do not for real understand kirstie Alice's character like <laughs> i'm three seasons in with her and she's just like essentially a gold digger who's not very smart and keeps getting conned by her rich boyfriend who she wants for his money there's nothing redeemable about her she's not likable i'm not a tv writing expert but you know in a show like this you'd think you'd want a character to have some sort of likable quality that pushes them through every episode <laughs> what do i know i'll still always remember her for the jenny craig commercials i read that that she got told to lose 20 pounds while filming this on the set of cheers and it's like i mean how dare you complain about that i can't imagine she was making less than a million a year I mean, I'm a, I'm a fat oaf, and I would go anorexic for a quarter of a million. Anyway, like I said, I always enjoyed her commercials for Jenny Craig, which was a weight loss meal plan service, and they were pretty popular commercials, like, in the mid-2000s. Here's one. 1-800-Jenny-20. Jenny Craig, please. This is Kirstie Alley. It's in regards to me being fat. Can you hold on a second? Hey, you're chubby too. Let's lose weight together. If I had to become Kirstie Alley's weight loss partner, I'm pretty sure I'd have to replace my food addiction with alcoholism. They have really yummy food. That'll make it easy for us. They have chicken fettuccine. Fettuccine! Oh my god. It's like the obese demon coming out of her. Holy shit. Fettuccine! This is what happens when you try to take a fat girl away from her fettuccine. Call 1-800-JENNY-20 to lose all the weight you want for only $49 plus the cost of food. Yeah, so that was that was one of her most famous ones. Here's another one. This one, it's like they're parodying like a sex scene or something where they start at her feet and they pan up slowly. And the reveal is very humorous. What? I'm not cheating. Jenny lets me have chicken fettuccine, even cakes. Okay, again with the fettuccine. <laughs> like, I wonder if they asked, like, what is your favorite meal we can incorporate it into our commercials? And she paused for a second and said, FETTUCCINE! And I've lost over 60 pounds. Get six weeks for just $36 plus the cost of food. Call 1-800-JENNY-20 today. And it's called Jenny yet? 
And then here's one more. I don't know. I'm enjoying these. You know, she's a good actress. I mean, I never, I never denied that. And actually, she looks pretty fucking good in these commercials. Like, this is what, like 2006? <laughs> but uh, this was like the height of like Nutrisystem and Jenny Craig and all those diet subscription plans. But I don't know, man. You know, this, this should have been her calling all along, being a, a fat spokesmodel. She does really well in these roles. I'm celebrating my 75th. Happy birthday, Kirsty. Pound. I've lost 75 pounds with Jenny Craig. Wow, 75 years old. <laughs> pounds, lighter. Jenny's plan can work for anyone. I've lost 75 pounds, too. But this isn't really about you. You look amazing for 75. I told you, I am not... I do? Now lose 20 pounds for $20 plus the cost of food. You notice how the price keeps dropping? Dumbassery. What else is in the news? Dave Chappelle uh, had a monologue on Saturday Night Live. You know, I, I really like Dave Chappelle. You know, it's funny he was implying that Jews run Hollywood. The last two, three, four years, every single commercial, every new movie, every TV show, you would think that population was 90% black. Black people, at least on the performance side, have been dominating Hollywood recently. <laughs> Uh, Hollywood has become very minority-based, not just Jews. I think that's an outdated concept, at least at this point. When you consider, when you look at the actors that are in the box office, the, when you look at the race of people in primetime commercials, it is weird that Saturday Night Live, being as woke as it is, they'll then have, like, Chappelle on. It is interesting. You know, you got to give them that, at least. But I... I don't think he was being anti-Semitic. I mean, we live in this culture where everything's an issue and there's outrage about everything. And as a person, I think you internalize that and you want to start freaking out about everything and everything's an issue. And that's really not mentally healthy to do, to, to, to try to find these deeper meanings in literally everything like people do nowadays. That's not the way to go, man, for a healthy life. It's not necessary. Dumbassery. I've expanded my relocation search to Eastern Europe, Central America, Albania, Estonia, Estonia, amongst other places. And one of the things I'm most curious about is, is how do people differ from, on the micro-social level, from Americans. You know, I know that in Eastern Europe, people are not one for small talk. When they create a relationship, they have a deep relationship, but until that time comes, they can be very cold. However, I read, like, in Albania... People are very warm from the outset. You know, people are very uh, outgoing. and So it's, it, where do I want to go within all of that? One of the things I hope to do if I go to, say, Eastern Europe, I would hope to see the countrysides and explore places that are rarely seen by someone like me. And I have to imagine I'm going to be the fattest person a lot of these Eastern Europeans will have ever seen. I'm going to be something of a spectacle, something of a show. In the Latvian countryside, I can't imagine there's a lot of enormous Jews. <laughs> that seems like an underrepresented population down there. I've heard that in Albania, the women there are very subservient. This is apparently a cultural thing, that the men are dominant over the women, and it's very traditional, old school. I think if I go to Albania, I will be the man to introduce feminism to that country. They'll take one look at me and they'll be like, I'm not serving this guy. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? It will be me. I will bring Albania into the 21st century. Because no woman, no matter how beaten down by society, will acquiesce to me. Perhaps I, I will live in Montenegro or Greece or... My, my problem with moving to like an island like, you know, fucking 
What's an island? I'm gonna butcher this, but Muertes. I mean, would it get boring? It would be cool for the first couple of months, I guess. But after you see like a hundred thousand women in bikinis, would you really want to see any more? The answer is yes, and I think that's where I'm gonna move. Actually, now that now that I flesh that out in my head, now that I think about it, yes, that's where I'm going. The thing is, is I'm like the last person that should live on an island. I'm so not. I would be so not accustomed to living in a tropical environment. Like, I don't want to go in the water. I'm really afraid of water, actually. <laughs> I don't want to go underwater. Boating in the ocean sounds horrific. <laughs> I, I'm going to end up being one of those fucking guys that gets lost at sea, and I would not have a cool story that gets made into a movie where, like, I survive for eight months on, like, rainwater and spearing fish with my hat or something. No, I would die after, like, three days because I didn't have any Three Musketeers bars on me. On the bright side, I really think seeing a different culture could expand my worldview. It's very narrow right now. It's very narrow. It's very narrow, like a like a Japanese doorway. And, you know, I don't think that's healthy. To not spread your wings and fly. For me, it would be more like spreading my wings and waddling. But, you know, listen, we all have to do it in our own way. I'm, I'm a young man. Ooh. Dumbassery.